Brian Christopher Lawler was born into wrestling royalty, coming up the ranks without using his father, Jerry the King Lawler's last name. He was on cloud nine until he would be found dead in a Memphis jail cell. This week on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Clear in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. And hello. Oh my God, here we go. We are here. Here we are here, and we are ready to get down. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it's Whip Em Out Wednesday. Whip Em Out Death's Day. (laughs) Death's Day. (laughs) Yes. Hump Day. Hell yeah, hump and whip them. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. Ooh, that emphasis. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Dowling. <laughs> uh, I was taking Mark's lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of weird pronunciations and a really, really bizarre start here. We, yeah. We, we like it, though. Well, there's going to be a lot of weird pronunciations because uh, the people were talking about it from the South. So mm. I thought you were going to go north to France, uh, to, <laughs> to Canada, rather. We're going down south. We to... will end up in Canada, too. And if point. I'm not mistaken, we're going back to Memphis. We're going to Memphis. Yeah. Like Elvis Presley. Yes. yes. And like Jerry Lawler. Talking about mm-hmm. the very mysterious death of Jerry Lawler's son, Brian Christopher Lawler. I've heard nothing of this kid. It is quite the story. <laughs> really? So, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So let's just get into it. This episode is taking us to July 29th, 2018. Let's get there. All right. So, Mark. Yes, sir. July 29th, 2018. What do we have for music? Music-wise, what do we got going on here? <laughs> what do we got going on in What's here? What's going on? <laughs> no, not that song. But number three, we have... I like it by Cardi B. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. I like it <laughs> like that. I bet you I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess, yeah. Um, this is before WAP, so you know I'm not tuning in yet. Yeah. So number two, "Girls Like You" by Maroon Five featuring Cardi B. Wow, Cardi B, we can't get rid of her here. We can't. She's like the Black Eyed Peas Again, of this 2018. Is, this is pre-WAP. Yeah. Also, um, don't know that song either. I'm sure it's a great one. <laughs> For someone, not us. Yeah. Um, number one, In My Feelings by Drake. Which I didn't recognize the title, so I had to look it up. And it's the uh, it's uh, not one of my favorite songs by any means, but it is my favorite cultural song for the fact that it's cultural the song, song, Kiki, Do You Love Me? Oh, that's that one? There were so many awesome memes or, or TikToks of people on social media Getting out of their car and dancing to the song while the car is still going. Yeah. And people getting hit by cars. It was the Kiki Challenge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> getting I hit now. by cars. Yeah. People got hit by cars. The doors got ripped off. Yeah. Like, people got ran, ran, ran themselves over with their own cars. Yes, exactly. They were ghost riding the whip. <laughs> That's what they call it, right? That was E40 came up with. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you whip them out and sometimes the car whips you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. some of them deserve Darwin Awards. Pretty much. Yeah. For wiping themselves out. Yeah. I, re- I remember Dave Portnoy for the L Prez from Barstool Sports doing it, and I was really hoping he was going to run himself over <laughs> with the car. Because <laughs> he was in like his nice palatial Nantucket you know, yeah. house or something. So I was like, yeah. 
I was rooting for the car there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alejandra, what's going on with the movies at this time? All right. Well, number three, Equalizer 2. Not to be confused with One? Transporter 2. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's, yeah. This is Denzel Washington, right? This is a You're Boston. Right. This is a Boston movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, Statham. Yeah. But that's the transporter. This is one of those Boston movies where it's all like filmed on the Zaken Bridge. <laughs> like no, yeah. nothing is in yeah. like the real neighborhoods of Boston. Did you see it? No. Oh, okay. Sounded like you saw it for a second. No, I saw no. the first one. I oh, know the ti- I know the type of movie. Yeah. Wait, you saw the first one and you still thought Jason Statham was in the sequel? Because I always just the movie was so like whatever to me. It just I didn't even remember the title of the movie. Jeez. Denzel Washington in Boston. That's how I remembered it. Yeah. Okay, well... They made a TV show based off of this with Queen Latifah, but anyway, I don't want to Oh, go. that was that. Based off of this, uh, yeah. I remember wow. that. Yeah. Okay. I don't, and I'm happy about it. Okay. It was geez. one of those <laughs> premiered after the Super Bowl shows yeah. that they thought was going to be huge. For yeah. no one, yeah. And it wasn't. Nope. Number two, Denzel Washington was not in this one. No. Mamma Mia, here we go again. My, my. Is this with... Pierce Brosnan and um, what is it? The uh, Stellan Skarsgård, the mm-hmm. the elder Skarsgård, and yep. Pierce Brosnan, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Colin Firth. Colin Firth was the third guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cher. Cher so and Meryl Streep. Is the- oh boy! <laughs> You're thinking of Chaz. Hello. Okay. If her, I could turn her son. Back time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I could turn back time, I'd you know erase what we just said here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first one was the as we've discussed before the counter programming to the Dark Knight in two thousand eight, oh. the first Mamma Mia. Oh, okay, and it did very well. Yeah, and the sequel I don't think did as well, but you know, yeah, yeah. some people liked it. Some someone got paid. You win some, you sometimes make Mamma Mia too. And here we go again with number one. Oh my God, Mission Impossible Fallout. Which you had an interesting tidbit. I did, I, I stopped watching uh, the Mission Impossible movies after like the second one, and I had no idea. You're crazy. That Alec Baldwin was in a Mission Impossible. Alec movie. Baldwin. Baldwin. My wife is from Spain. Mission Impossible. I need this movie for my <laughs> seventeen kids. Eladia <laughs> wants another kid. Yeah. I need to do this movie. <laughs> she's she's starting another yoga business or something. So yeah. I, gotta, I gotta pay with this Mission Impossible money. Gun training. Don't have time. <laughs> All the ammo, none of the blanks. <laughs> hot, hot ammo. So Alec Baldwin is in this. Yeah. Yep. And Wes Bentley, two maniacs. Is yeah. Alec Baldwin a uh, a bad guy in it? I don't think so. Uh, I remember going to see this. I had high expectations. I got a uh, burrito and I watched. I got the burrito at Chipotle next door. To the NoHo 7, and I wow. went over. Because you can bring burritos. You're that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> they allow I came, burritos. I, I came out like a mess. Like yeah. I was like, <laughs> It looked like I showered in burritos. Yeah, and he <laughs> probably had- the joint up. Yeah. And he was probably really loud when he's unraveling the, yeah, the burrito. Yeah. yeah. I got the chips, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Then he probably spilled his soda down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie? Mm, it was okay. And Baldwin was a good guy, right? Bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I don't, I don't know. You're the one that saw it. I know. He I don't remember the burrito more than the movie. <laughs> I, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I came for the burrito. I stayed for the movie. What, kind of thing. That's like going to see Star Wars and being like, Darth Vader 
I think he was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or was he good? I don't know. He was somebody's dad. Well, that was like the movie Babylon. I've, I slept through like uh, a half an hour of it. Wow. <laughs> and I came out like, that was still a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and where about the Babylon? Hey. Wow. Nice. Perfect. King of the Segway here. There we go. And let's take it to the story. Yes. Born January 10th, 1972, Brian Christopher Lawler came crying into this world with uh, his parents, Jerry the King Lawler, who everybody knows, uh, and his mother was Kay Lawler. Well, let's give a little bit of background on who Jerry Lawler was, because he he meant a lot to me because of my knowledge of Annie Kaufman and the uh, the um, you know the Man in the Moon movie and stuff based on the life acted by. Uh, Jim Carrey, Jerry Lawley actually played himself in that movie. And I think the basics of what Jerry Lawler was is he was like, um, he he was like in on the joke with Andy Kaufman in which they were just like doing long form, insane, absurdist comedy in the form of like wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Kaufman was very much a wrestler. Well, he w- he wrestled women mainly. Yeah, yes. yes. But outside of <laughs> the ring, he called himself the inter- intergender uh, wrestling champion. Yeah, that was crazy <laughs> watching his fights with women because he was so misogynistic his character. Yeah. Yes. and offensive. And he would really like try to pin them and beat them up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he and he they give him the mic and he'd just say, "I am the greatest intergender <laughs> wrestling man in the world," and it's like nonsense. But it was like. From an outside, you're like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. So he had a feud with Jerry Lawler, who came up, uh, was pretty much like one of the first wrestlers to cross over into mainstream consciousness. Yeah. Uh, Because back in the day, like wrestling was kind of like this guilty pleasure. They said it was like pre Hulk, pre Junkyard Dog, pre, you know, Macho Man, The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. They would say like uh, watching wrestling back in the day was like watching porn. Like everybody did it, but nobody admitted to it. Yeah. 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 It was ridiculous, but it was fun. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, he came up and was the the nemesis to Andy Kaufman, who you would think Andy Kaufman would be the good guy because he's the comedian and like, no, no, he he went full in the wrestling world. They call it heel. If you're a bad guy. Yeah, he was the heel. Yeah, full heel. Uh, He'd go down to Memphis and just say he'd make these videos where you don't know how to read. You're some stupid Memphis. I'm a Hollywood big time star. And he would he would like in his backyard in Hollywood kind of create these videos where he'd go (laughs) after uh, like this, the southernness or the stupid people. Yeah. As he perceived in these videos. And he just get the get the crowd riled up and then go down to Memphis and wrestle Jerry Lawler and just do all this shenanigans yeah the accent you're referring to is the most exaggerated one yeah, it's ridiculous. i've ever heard because yeah. it'd be like who i'm from the sale yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i can equate this to because it's insane like yeah. why would a person who has a good job on taxi yeah you know, <laughs> making very good money uh do these things printing money from printing taxi. money yeah, yeah. They they wanted more and more of Laka. Laka was the biggest character ever, and they're like, <laughs> "Thank you very much." 
They're like, everyone was like, why are you doing this, Andy? That is crazy. I didn't even put that together. Like, at, that was the same time. Like, he yeah. had already, like, made it to TV. Yeah. <laughs> and is and beating then he, women up. Yeah. And I don't want to get a, a ahead of too much of your stuff, but he'd yeah. go on Letterman with Jerry Lawler and do these kind of, like, um, you know, pre-planned fights in which they'd throw coffee on each other. Yes. And slapped fa- him in the famously face. Famously slapped him very hard in the he face. He had a, a neck brace in yeah. that famous appearance. Andy yeah. Kaufman. And Letterman was like, uh, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring, in Chris, <laughs> bring in Crispin Glover, please. Yeah, I know. Crispin Glover, who almost kicked Letterman in the head. <laughs> it's a little time. too out of control with these two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just pure chaos. And, mm-hmm. like, and like he just kept doing it, and that was kind of his thing. And yeah. it was staged. So if... And um, yeah. I believe in Bob Zamuda's book, Bob Zamuda, best friend of Andy Kaufman. He they wrote, came clean years later, but everyone thought it was real in the yeah, movie. So yeah. in that book, he came clean. And then in the movie, uh, Jerry Lawler played himself. And there's a scene with him and Lorne Michaels. Yeah. And J- Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman, where Jerry Lawler says, that was the best experience of my life working with you, Andy. Yeah. Because the... the that was like before wrestling became like a big thing where got people would grab the mic and yell to the audience, mm-hmm. you know, why they're the bad person or why they hate the other their, you know, whatever whoever their rival is. Yeah. It's yeah, you pretty much just get in the center of the ring with the microphone and just be like, You bunch of morons. <laughs> yeah. You're all trash. You can't read. I, yeah. I'm a I'm a Hollywood producer. I'm a Hollywood bigwig. You guys are losers. Yeah. Mm. But he would play that up. It was so funny though, yeah. because I think the thing I would equate it to most in, in more modern times was what Joaquin Phoenix did in that doc, that fake documentary, mm-hmm. I Am Me or whatever. I'm still here. Uh, yeah, something like that. So I, I don't know. You don't see stars really going on a limb like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> real, not at that capacity. Real quickly, do you have anything on Elvis? No. Okay, I just real quickly, besides Memphis... Jerry Lawler claims that right before Elvis died, they were in talks to have a match between Jerry Lawler and Elvis. Wow. Elvis would be doing martial arts and Jerry Lawler wrestling. In the late 70s? Right before Elvis died in 1978. I don't think he was physically ready for and that. And Lawler was in talks with Elvis's dad and Vernon. Yeah. And Vernon told him, look, he's not in the best shape right now, but he's working on it, and he's about to do this tour, and then when he gets back, we'll do it. And, of course, Elvis never made it to that tour. No. Wow. And then lastly, of course, the most obvious connection, Jerry the King Lawler and Elvis the King of Rock and Roll. Oh, okay. Who's going to be the King of Kings? There you yeah. go. Oof, not Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's insane. I had not heard that. Uh Oh, and lastly, this is the last, I promise everyone, everyone's rolling their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Andy Kaufman did a very famous impression of Elvis as part of his act. Yeah, that uh, was part of, that is what really started him in stand-up as doing like that ridiculous impersonation, which it, it sounds nothing like him <laughs> or looks nothing like him, but it's just like, it's an absurd heightened version. Like, you know, I think it was the time of the bad impression because remember Chevy Chase would do... Uh, Ford, yeah, uh, yeah. falling, just falling down a flight of stairs, mm. and there was no impression there. Yeah. Really. <laughs> he didn't have the voice down if yeah. there was a voice to get with Ford. Yeah, good call. Yeah, he was. He did do Elvis Presley, one of his beginning things. Um, yeah. when it's he was like the De Niro out. with no voice, though. Yeah, hey, that's still really good. There's no voice, De Niro. <laughs> what do you think of that? Can you milk me? <laughs>
<laughs> so all of that yeah <laughs> goes to say uh it's jerry just is one of the first wrestlers that crossed over to mainstream consciousness so he's huge especially in memphis he is bigger than life he actually because wrestling was very regional then yes super regional um and especially in the 70s uh he he owned the uswa um which ended up being like the south's premier league um and so he was actually never home he was either on the road or at the arena in memphis like doing these shows so uh his brother uh brian and his brother kevin would go with their mom to go see him like uh, on a show when he was in town and they would get like five minutes with him after the match just to say hello to their dad and then he'd be gone again so like they rarely ever saw their papa dad was a rolling up. stone i he, guess big time rolling stone a running stone yeah and like usually <laughs> usually that a drowning stone <laughs> yeah <laughs> clunk um Usually that would like, you know, make somebody hate their dad if they're not around. Just like resenting the fact that he's out and partying yeah. and wrestling and being famous and being with other people's families all the time. Um, but Brian actually loved his dad. He looked up to him. He wanted to be just like him. Okay. Um, so everything was going well. Jerry actually got divorced from Brian's mother, Kay, in 1978 when they were planning the Elvis fight, apparently. Amicably? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like no they, evidence otherwise yeah exactly uh in high school brian would actually help stage wrestling matches and like help book a local production uh with a local promoter in his high school gym and when he was backstage one of the shows he was just talking shit about the wrestlers being like these guys suck like i could do so much better than them and one of the wrestlers was like all right shithead go prove us like go prove yourself right yeah and he went out and had a great match and it was recorded and he sent the video of the match to his dad and that's how he started wrestling. His dad was like, oh, I didn't realize you actually wanted to be in the business. So he took a Well, that's smart. That's how people should do it. You know, you show a little bit of initiative. Don't just anticipate that you're just going to, like, you know, graduate into this if you have family. In there. Yeah. See what they're interested in, you yeah. know, and what sticks. Yeah. That's one thing that I actually really uh, admire about them as a family. When Brian started wrestling, he didn't want to use his name. He, he was like, I want to do this on my own. I don't want people to He's even like know Cage. that I'm... Nicholas Cage didn't... Oh, I guess so, yeah. He, uh, yeah, the, he uh, refused to use the Coppola name. Coppola, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Francis Ford Cage. No. Yeah. Yeah. But some people do that and still it's like, wink, wink, you know who I am type deal. Probably. Yeah. Um, but he really did want to hide the fact that he was, you know, daddy's boy. Um, and his dad was like, all right, you're a junior in high school. You just had your first wrestling match. I'll allow you to wrestle with us, but uh, you have to wear a costume that covers your face and entire body. So, like, nobody knows it's you. It's like The Undertaker or something. Yeah. Nacho Libre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he actually, um, and his dad was like, I'm not training you either. So, like, you're on your own. Like, you're doing this, and that's it. Good luck. And so he got him in, and he debuted as one half of the tag team. Get this. Tag team's name, The Twilight Zone. Whoa! <laughs> a lot of crossovers here. Yeah. Between uh, other Die episodes. The yeah, they're Twilight Zone. Meaning our first one. Yeah, our very first the John one. John Landis Twilight Zone. John Landis responsible for <laughs> yeah. many deaths. Many but deaths, that's yeah. a, go listen to the, episode one. The body Count uh, Landis. Yeah. Were they fans of the show? 
Uh, they were more fans of the, um, the movie, the outtake. <laughs> yeah, from the movie. You're not even the movie. Yeah, yeah. the deleted scenes. <laughs> Dude, their their actual like uh, finishing move was called the helicopter bomb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I like how you, he's already in on the fake facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is not true, but um, it should be. Their names were Quasar and Nebula. What the fuck is that? Oh, those so two it's stars? Like star type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Twilight. Uh, yeah. They went yeah. a different angle. They had it. me yeah. at Twilight Zone <laughs> yeah. and yeah. lost me at Nebula. Yeah. <laughs> Let's backtrack to the thing we like. Yeah. So he graduates high school, and then his dad, Jerry, was just like, all right, you can show your face now. And so when he took the mask off, he started wrestling as you know his own name. Like you said, he didn't want to use the Lawler name. So he went to uh, use the name Too Sexy Brian Christopher. And T O O, yes, yeah, too sexy, too now, sexy. You mean you thought it was like a letter, dear sexy, or, or the number sexy. two? Number two. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that comes later. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, and then it, he stayed with the same guy wrestling as a tag team. They changed their name to the New Kids, and they the actually block. they actually came out to the song "Hanging Tough." Get out of yeah, here! Seriously, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was just a blatant ripoff yes. of the group, a hundred percent. That yeah. seems like a desperate, like, Hail Mary right there. <laughs> like, maybe this will get him. More yeah. like a fumble, if you ask me. Yeah, they fumbled the bag. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> the tag team's like, I mean, they were good wrestlers, but it's still kind of like, yuck. It's not like a great, you know. Like a boy band, because that, <laughs> yeah. that seems New to kids. be antithesis of what wrestling is all about. Yeah. not It's all about fame and, like, kind of being ridiculous but yeah. not that way yeah they should be a little <laughs> more original like mc screwdriver yeah of all the names <laughs> and all like the themes you go with why that well because they thought it you know yeah hey, they attached themselves to something them. big yeah. yeah it was of the time yeah um he ended up being one of the top talents in the uswa and he won 44 titles in his nine years that he was there of fake titles yeah but that's going to come out a little bit here, that I, yeah. it's just all put together by... Of course it is. Yeah, because I, I remember I had a friend who, uh, you know, his dad ran the Little League. And then, you know, <laughs> miraculously, his... this kid would always, you know, be a starter and be doing great and, like, you know... He was ha- talented. Yeah, exactly. And win MVP every year. Yeah. And striking yeah, out every just time. Just like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, where does the U.S. W.A. Stand, is that just for younger wrestlers? Uh, no, it was pros. I'm, I'm assuming this was like a regional one that got swallowed up by the uh, World Wrestling Federation. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, where does yeah. it? Where is it in the realm of all those? So it became uh, the premier like Southern Wrestling Association, and yeah, it was used to scout WCW and WWF. Oh, well, okay. to scout. So it was like a farm league. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those leagues where like you're catching people on the way up or on the way down. So yeah, if if they're too old for WWF, they get kicked out. They come back back home to USWA or the Nepo babies that don't pan out. Yeah, there's like some Mickey Rourke's on their way down there, like the wrestler, <laughs> the Darren Aronofsky movie. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> working the deli counter. Yeah. They're having one last heart attack in a match, and then they're done. That's it. That's it. Then you hear Springsteen on the soundtrack. Yeah, that's when you know you're going to. <laughs> 
<laughs> the next world. Yeah. Is Bruce here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a wrestler. And his heart is bad. <laughs> a little on the nose, Bruce. Uh, I like the idea, though. Yeah. It's like, hey, work for Philadelphia. Yeah. So as we know, wrestling is clearly uh, pre-written, predetermined, the outcome. What? But, it, but if you're getting the titles... That's pretty much the business saying to you, you're the top guy. Like, you're, you're doing everything right. And the crowd likes you. Yes. Yeah. The crowd either really loves you or really hates you. Which is both are great, right? Yeah, exactly. For this business. Yep. Uh, so he won the heavyweight championship 26 times in nine years, which is... The belts move a lot more in the, the uh, leagues where it's not televised every time. Yeah. Because now, like, WWF, someone will hold the title for, like, three years. And then it's like a big deal when they get when they lose it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This it's kind of like ah, champion. You're the champion tomorrow. It comes and goes every month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all champions. Yeah, we're all like yeah. It's a company that everybody's a vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a good sport award. Yeah, yeah everyone gets one. <laughs> no, but he was considered even by the locker room to be like the top guy to go up and you know wrestle in the the pros. Um, he was a, a wrestler's wrestler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a comedian's comedian. Exactly. He's like the Mark Marin of uh Pow. Yes. Pow. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I just shit my pants. Stamps.com. Like the gate. Like the fucking gate. Brian was actually the first person to wrestle this new kid that was coming up, uh, called Flex Cavana. Flex Cavana is a man who would later be known. As the Scorpion King, the Jungle Cruise's own, Dwayne Johnson. What? Oh, yeah. he re- you really drew that out. Yeah. I know, I'm yeah. Like, who's going to be the, the yeah, name there was, that I says. thought there was going to be like four more iterations of uh, characters <laughs> before The Rock. Yeah. Hobbs or Shaw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love when like there's a superstar and someone like old that doesn't know them. is like, oh, the guy from like the bar movie. Like, yeah. Who? Like, oh, Tom Cruise from Cocktail? Oh, okay. You mean the guy from Jungle Book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so bad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so in 1997, just nine years after he started at the USWA, he got called up to the WWF. Uh, it is now called the WWE. A lot of people don't know why. Uh, I could tell you, we've already discussed this on the Chris Benoit episode, but we'll say it again for people who didn't hear that episode. The WWF was originally uh, the World Wildlife Foundation. And in the early late 90s, early 2000s, they were sued by the World Wildlife Foundation and won. Uh, so they w- had to change their name from World Wrestling Federation to World Wrestling Entertainment. Vince McMahon must have fucking hated that. Yeah. I'm not changing the name for nobody. Yeah. <laughs> then he changes the name. Yeah. <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. And there was a t-shirt that everyone got where it's like a panda hitting another panda over the head with a steel chair and it just said WWF underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, that's clever. Yeah. There yeah. Um, so he ended up being too sexy, Brian Christopher again. Um, and it was the precursor to his WWE character that he became, which was Grandmaster Sex A. What? Yeah. How's that spelled? <laughs> the uh, sex A part. S-E-X-A-Y. It's, sex A. Sex A. It seemed very similar to the last character he was going with. Uh, I'm too sexy. Yeah. Too sexy. Yeah. Now it's... Yeah. Gr- it, really? Yeah. So he's ripping off musicians still, the yeah. names. Yeah. I wonder who the geniuses are putting these 
you know, ideas into his head that this is good. It's really weird. He got teamed up with um, this guy, Scott Taylor, and his name was Scott Too Hot Taylor, and became one half of the tag team, Too Much. And it's the number two now. Uh, and then they get... Wait, re- not Too Much is now the number now two. Now it's number two much, yes. So then they wrestle like that for a while and get rebranded from Too Sexy Brian Christopher to Grandmaster Sexay, and Scott Too Hot became, get this, Scotty Too Hotty. And their name went from Too Much to Too Cool. Sounds dumb, but it actually really worked. They got a huge pop from the crowd. People loved them. They came out as like kind of white dudes that would be like in a club on drugs, pretty much. Like, like Euro trash kind of hip hop, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the guys that would be on studs in the nineties. Yeah, I don't know if you remember studs? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that on? It was like it was on uh, Fox, like late at night, or like UPN or something. It was on like ten or eleven. I specifically, I remember that because I remember David Letterman was going to get on one of these networks after he unceremoniously left NBC. And he was going to go on one of these channels. He's like, what am I right before studs? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, you know, they seem like, you know, they'd be driving, uh, you know, Camaros or something. Yeah. (laughs) They seem like Razor Ramon kind of turned out to be maybe at some point. Uh, These guys pretty much were like the cartoon versions of John Cena because John Cena was like the white guy, like hip hop guy. Okay. Um, And that's exactly what they did, but like in a way bigger fashion. Yeah. they ended up getting a huge pop from the crowd. People loved them immediately. And then the next night, dislocated pretty much both of his knees. Both of his meniscuses were torn, and his ACL got ripped off the bone. Mm. And the, oh doctor, the doctor that treated him and did the surgery, who's done surgeries for like every wrestler, said it was the worst knee injury he's ever seen in his life. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Tough business. Yeah. yeah, apparently. I mean, we knew this from the Chris Benoit episode. But yeah, and a, wow. lot, a lot of the stuff coming out about you know professional wrestling now is it's not as safe and fun as everyone thinks it is. No, because, you know, it's real chairs that they're working with, getting yeah. hit with. They know they're going to get hit with it, but it's still a chair. Yeah, exactly. That's why people are like, wrestling's fake. And it's like, no, it's predetermined, but they're really getting the shit kicked out of each other. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the real acrobatics there. Yeah, they're really hitting their back as hard as they can on a floor. Like, oof, yeah. every night. Just like in movies, stunts are fake, but they're also not fake. Speaking they're... of Tom Cruise, he's like jumping off planes and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you ever yeah. see him these days? I'm like, what the hell's up with this guy? This guy's out of his mind. Or hey. is it the deep fake Tom Cruise? Yeah. Could doing be. That. Could be. Yeah, Scientologist money. Yeah, we won't get into Scientology. The silence that we have enough. We have enough enemies right now, (laughs) and plus Alejandro, you know, he's doing another spot there next month. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time? Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this at length. Yeah. So Brian ends up making one of the quickest recoveries in history for the injuries that he had, and got back to back to wrestling in less than a year. Um, and people at the time applauded it. We're like, wow, like this dude is tough as hell. He did everything he could to come back. And in hindsight, maybe it's like he rushed it out of fear of losing his job. Mm. Um, maybe he pushed it a little too hard and tried to make it through the pain with the help of some substances. Mm. Maybe. Tylenol. Yeah. Is it like a leave? Uh, <laughs> My doctor recommends a leave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave this room to get some Oxycontin. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but oh, he comes nice. back. <laughs> 
Glad you didn't say Advil. That would have yeah. been a harder rhyme. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and Too Cool instantly again becomes a fan favorite. And it's so weird. Like you were saying, <clears throat> why are they doing these characters? Like this dude was top dog in USWA and now he's playing like a cartoon character that's never going to be high on the card. It's always going to be like an opening act. Yeah. Because you can't take it that seriously. It's like these two dudes are just living cartoons. Um, that's and, why people change their characters and stuff because they want a better shot at like getting more of the spotlight and be being considered like a serious villain or you know yeah or the main character or whatever yeah yeah and in some ways even though it's the opposite he had a lot of accolades right yeah so but if you didn't it's convenient that you can just leave that old character behind, become a new character then. Yeah, like yeah. The Rock did. He became, you know, what he became yeah. from just like being a shirtless kind of crazy guy who yelled at people. Yeah, he went from uh, Flex Cavana to Rocky Maivia, then to Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there are different iterations, but he didn't even give himself really too much of a chance. They really, I didn't realize we're only uh, a tag team for like two years after he was healthy um, because he was fired from the WWE in 2001 when he was arrested for bringing weed, cocaine, and speed onto his flight. That's not good. Mm, yeah. Onto a flight? Is this pre-9-11, I could ask? Uh, this is, it is. This is 9-11, actually. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was sharing it with Muhammad Atta, yeah. <laughs> not realizing yeah, the situation. They, they went uh, halvies on, a, on an eight ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Muhammad's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. What? What are you talking about? Where's, <laughs> Where's Rob Lowe and James Woods when you need them <laughs> yeah. to yeah. stop this exactly. madness? And Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So weed, cocaine, and speed on a flight would be a problem in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, if it was just, you know, a flight from Boston to New York. But this was a flight to Canada. No. Mm, so come on. He's bringing drugs International across. International yes. terrorist or whatever. Yeah. Drug smuggler. He was arrested at the Calgary airport and charged with illegally conveying drugs across the border. Um they somehow were able to pull some strings. I think Daddy had a lawyer, um, and they ended up charging him with a misdemeanor instead of felonies. Wow. Yeah. Lucky bastard. But he was still axed from the WWE. And that put him... Oh, they had a morals clause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Not for the president or any of the people running it. Well, that's like the big thing. It's like a lot of people uh, push back on the WWE because they're like, dude, you guys are making these guys... You're ruin destroying their bodies. Their bodies. Yeah. yeah. And you don't expect them. And like the more muscular they are, the more jobs they get and bigger matches they get. So yeah. like these guys are all on steroids. They're all on drugs, just trying to be the biggest they can. They have no health insurance. They have no pension plan. They have no yeah. retirement possibilities after this. They're just done and broken. Yes. It's the predicament that every wrestler gets into at some point, especially the ones from the 90s who were in that Attitude Era, yeah. which he was a part of. Um, they were just super famous, uh, and then all of a sudden they find themselves with no outlet to be featured on. They got a little bit of cash in the bank and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of pain that they're feeling. So, And this kid basically after this gets chewed up and spat out. Yeah. He goes through the ringer when it mm. comes. It's just like he doesn't know what to do with himself. He goes back to the independent circuit, kind of wrestles around. 
Um, but nothing that would ever get him his job back, really, at the WWE. Yeah, at this time, like, you know, this is after all the consolidation, you know, it's they're they're on TNT, they're on TBS, like they're they're they have huge contracts with these networks and stuff, and they can't have a liability like this around. And they're they're just getting like Vince McMahon is just getting that corporation where it's like it's like an international corporation at this point. You know, yeah. it's just like it's a billion dollar company. Yeah, and they went mm-hmm. public around this time too, so they yeah. like, they can't mess around with it. And that's when they started uh they instituted the uh, the wellness policy where it's like steroids are not allowed. Wellness, mm. they, yeah, right. They take everybody's blood work. The one thing that's good that came out of it is that um, they will send you to rehab, whether you're a current wrestler or former wrestler. They'll mm. send you to rehab for any reason and pay for it, the whole thing. Rehab is super expensive. Yeah. Yeah, and that still doesn't take the pain away. No. It may get them off the meds for it that makes it month. worse. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he was really struggling with drug and um, alcohol addiction, and everyone who knew him said he was like the nicest guy when he was sober. And then all of a sudden, when he did drugs or got drunk, he was the biggest asshole you'll ever meet. See, see, those are the people that really shouldn't be doing anything like that. It's so weird. I feel like we've all seen this person that is just like a sweetheart, and then all of a sudden they have one drink and they're staring at you like they want to fight you. Yeah, it's like what? Usually they stop by their early twenties, and if they don't, (laughs) you know, they really are off the deep end. (laughs) And this usually happens in Weymouth. Yeah, Weymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the epicenter of all this. Um, so yeah, he was floating around. He was, um, one show he did in the independent circuit, he was billed as like the main attraction. So like he was the guy on the poster that was supposed to sell tickets. And after the show, the promoter didn't say anything to him, but Brian was like, dude, I'm giving you half the money back that I am taking because nobody showed up. Oh, oh man. That's, that's like a comedy show that sucks and yeah. no one wants to be at. Oof. Yeah. His, his fee was like five grand. He gave him back like 2,500 cause he knew the promoter was going to take a bath. And the guy was like, Brian is the only person that ever even offered to do it. Never mind, I actually did it. Really? So yeah. good guy. Yeah, very good guy. When he was sober. Yes. Um, he increasingly got more aggressive as time went on. In 2009, he got arrested three times in five months for drunken disorderlies and DUIs. Um, and would, where's his dad through all this? Uh, still, he's top guy at WWE. And uh, he has no pull. I mean, what are you going to do? For his son. We'll get into it a little bit. Okay. Because Lawler, by this point, he was a commentator, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was like him and Jim Ross were the two uh, commentators. He's like pretty high up. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you'd wonder. But I think, you know, Vince McMahon, his word is is the word. Right. (laughs) So, like, once, you know, someone's blackballed like that, you know, they're they're more or less done. And he seems very firm in his decisions Mm -hmm. as a complete asshole he is, Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean, Jerry... Did try to help him out as much as he could. Uh, he actually did have one more stint at the WWE. Um, Jerry was actually uh, promoted to head of talent management, and he actually signed his son. And then after that, they uh, switched to John Laurinaitis, who was the new head of talent there, and he instantly fired Brian. Oh, was like, my I don't God. want you in the locker room. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. So his reputation was getting sullied, and it just wasn't good. Um, right, so Lawler, the senior, he couldn't risk everything to have his son. You yeah. know, like he's not going to lose his career in a failing cause. Well, exactly. he probably figures, you know, 
what, why have all of us, you know, at least I can stay there and maybe something will change down the line. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's thinking there's, you know, he could throw his son a bone at some point when some of the, the leadership structures change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And speaking of the his career as a sports commentator, he was the one that was there the night that Owen Hart died. He was. And oh, so you really? can see the on YouTube, he's telling everybody like, oh, look, here's the situation. Yeah. Uh, and then he, didn't he announce his death? Jim Ross did. But oh, okay. he's sitting right next to him when he said it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brian was actually given the choice uh, to do 30 days in jail or 30 days in rehab. The court was like, we're going to let you choose. Okay. Because you're really messing up here. That seems like an easy choice. He chose rehab. Smart. Mm-hmm. Didn't show up to the rehab, so he got sent to jail for 30 days. Not oh, my smart. God. Not so smart. So he's like one of these people who's just like, is just really off the track. They're on a, a mission yeah. of self-destruction. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And, and that's another reason why it's like, like we just said, Jerry's not going to go break his neck for his own son that's not showing up to rehab when he had the choice. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like Lilo Brancato here. Kind yeah, of. pretty much. Um, he started getting into fights with with the dudes in jail, and then when he was released and wrestling again, he would get into like crazy fights with some of these wrestlers. Did they promote it in prison? Like yeah. tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling ramen packets. Yeah. <laughs> See, Ike, the white supremacist, yeah. versus <laughs> winner, winner gets a pack of Winston One Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> versus not too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Once was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he actually got into a fight with this dude, Chase Stevens, who's a wrestler, but also a giant human being and <laughs> Golden Gloves boxing champion. Uh, Brian got a fractured skull, broken orbital bone, broken nose, Whoa. and multiple teeth knocked out. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, boxers are more dangerous people. Yeah. I would think so. Than wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather go up against a wrestler. Yeah. Boxers just know how to, like, you know, just really take destroy, you out with one punch. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you're gonna go like head down and try to, you know, tackle someone, you know, you're at, you know, a disadvantage because they could just knock you right in the face. That's what it's all about, and they can take a punch. Yeah, and they have reach usually too, so they have like, you know, they could punch you from like a couple of feet away. Right. Yeah. Let me show you this picture. That's what he looked like. Afterwards? Wow. Oh, my Afterwards. God. Yeah. And he looks skinny there, oh too. Like, he doesn't look like a big beef, probably from the drugs and stuff. Yeah, he started losing weight, putting on weight. He was, oh, like, man. fluctuating like crazy. He would be, like, oh fat God. and then, like, super skinny. It almost looks like he's wearing makeup. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Want to know how I broke my head? <laughs> <laughs> I hate my father. <laughs> he was in that movie with that Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, so he's just, he's melting down. He's just, he can't handle, you know, life at this point. Just get into fights, getting arrested. He told one of the cops that he was, uh, that was arresting him in 2009. He's like, once these cuffs come off, I'm going to rip your fucking head off. Oh, man. So mm. he's, like, violent, too. Yeah. Like, he's not, like... So the cops, it seemed like, um, were kind of targeting him, he thought. In 2018, Brian was arrested again with his buddy Terry Teague. 
for failing to pay the $800 bill they racked up at a Memphis hotel. Um, they, That's pathetic if you get arrested for scamming a hotel and, yeah. and not even for that much. He what is said it, like they were debtor's lying. prison? He said they were lying because he, he got the keys to the hotel. He put his credit card down. And when they were leaving, he said that the card got denied. And he's like, I want to see it get denied. And they didn't show him that it was getting denied. He's like, there's enough money on there. And then he got arrested. The police showed up, took him away. And the hotel has never made a public comment about it. Oh, because they just want him out of there. They could have, yeah. They could have been being loud, um, so doing La- drugs and stuff. La Quinta had a conspiracy on him. Hey, they could have... The guy at the front desk could have known one of the cops who's after him and been like, hey, he's here if you want to come get him. Yeah. Card so they, entra- they entrapped him. They could have. Could have. That. Yeah. That's just, you know. Hearsay. Crazy theory. Benefit of the part. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. When he got to jail this time, uh, there were a bunch of guys in there in the holding cell that said that they heard the police and guards were going to kill him. And Lawler had gotten into fights with police before, so they were like... Been there, done that. Could be true. It was like a conspiracy, like a gang of of cops, which is, you know, there's there's a lot of cop gangs around. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, there was some inside conspiracy to take someone out like this. They 100% exist, and they do work in groups and fuck people up or kill them and... We only hear about a couple of them, but except for the ones around me, I like I like yeah. the gang, I like the gang cops around me. Yeah, That's right. yeah. <laughs> you know the ones that protect the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. whatever skull they're tattooing on themselves, I'm for it. <laughs> In July 2018, Brian was pulled over. It was close enough to his house, so he just kept driving until he could get to his driveway and just parked in the driveway and got out. Was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Some people do that. I've seen like on TikTok and stuff. People just kind of like you know just drive to their house and then go inside and then lock the door and like the cops need a warrant to go in i've actually heard that from a police officer uh (laughs) you know some crooked cops yeah (laughs) if you ever get into like a single car crash if you were drinking and driving go home and then lock your door and wait for the cops to show up and then when they find you drunk you're like oh yeah i just got into an accident i was really scared and started drinking because i couldn't handle the stress yeah so they couldn't prove you were drunk when you're driving Jesus. I hope to never have to use that move. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for the advice. Of course. What, was that cop in a gang? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Listen up. So he's getting pulled over, goes to his own driveway. It saves him on a tow bill, but it screws him in the long run. <laughs> a uh, tow bill. Tow bill. Because he gets out and the cop wants him to do a field sobriety test. Um, he does the field sobriety test and the cop was like, you failed. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I did that perfectly. So the officer wrote in his report that Brian had the smell of an intoxicant on his person and a can with 18 ounces of liquid in the center console. But the report never said what the liquid was. Hmm. Pepsi? Who knows? Brian called his family while he was in jail and promised he wasn't drinking. He's like, I swear to God, I'm sober. Like, this is the one time I didn't fucking do anything. And so his family was like, did they give you a breathalyzer? And he's like, oh, shit, no. He's like banging on the door being like, give me a breathalyzer. If I pu- like blow a 0.0, send me home. Yeah. It's in the report that he actually blew 0.000. They still booked him on a DUI evading arrest and driving with no license. See, now I'm starting to feel bad for this guy. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think you should. I, I see on uh, online all the time people just say when they pulled over, they said, I don't answer questions. Yeah. And that's what you should do. You and have don't, to do Don't that. put the window down because don't give them anything. Don't get out of the car. Don't do anything. Yeah. Shout out to Pot Brothers Attorneys at Law. Yep. They say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't answer any questions ever and when it comes got, to cops. They got nothing on you. You got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, not rude. People always like taught us growing up, like, you respect cops and you tell them anything yeah. and you you conform. If they and, ask you to tap dance, you you pull out your tap shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, tell your kids to shut the fuck up and not say anything. And what can they do? Yeah. Nothing. They nothing. need probable cause. They use your they, own words against you all the time. What do yeah. you got on me, copper? What do you say, huh? Yeah, they want to search the car. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. No thanks. So when Brian was getting booked on this DUI charge, one of the guys in the holding cell was like, hey, you know how your dad's the king of wrestling? And he was like, yeah. He goes, that guy that just got you a DUI is the king of DUIs. He is not going to let this slide. This guy books you for it, whether you're guilty or innocent, and he makes it stick. So he's got that over his head. Yeah. Of all the things to be king of. Yeah, that's that's really know. down on the list. There's rock and roll, there's <laughs> yeah. wrestling, and there's DUI. DUI king yeah. of Chicago. He is his name is Chris Wilkerson, patrol officer Wilkerson. And this dude is a fucking clown. He is on the shit list for sure. His LinkedIn is still active and it shows that he went from being a manager at Blockbuster. To next being a patrol officer. Whoa, what a God. weird transition in employment or your career move is yeah. from blo well, Blockbuster, I guess, you know. <laughs> we saw what happened there. Oh, he was probably <laughs> the biggest dick racking up late fees for people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. didn't even return it late. He's like the cop of Blockbuster employees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, Forrest Gump, you didn't rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> Ten bucks. He is the number one officer, and it's not even close for DUI arrests. Like just getting fees for the state hand over fist. Well, that's how all these states are like, you know, make money is, you know, some of these kind of more in trouble states as far as the finances go. That's how they make, you know, on speeding tickets and all this stuff. This is how the entire state makes it's money. It's sickening. It yeah. should not be that way. Yeah. yeah. So it scoundrels be... like Brett Favre can steal it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, there should be no incentive to give somebody a speeding ticket yeah. besides just. Making the community safer. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it incentivizes corruption to be like, oh, take my word for it. I'm a cop. Mm -hmm. I got a speeding ticket one time, and it said that he had uh, measured my speed by sight and <laughs> said I was going 67 miles an hour in a 50. I'm like, how the fuck? 67? Like, you should have just said 60. And they bank on you not being able to show up to the court case if you do I appeal. I fought it, and I won. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, you can fight City Hall. <laughs> fight the man. Dieheads. Yeah. yeah. This guy, Chris Wilkerson, ended up getting promoted to sergeant, and it was then updated that he was demoted from sergeant back to patrol officer for undisclosed reasons. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, Go back to Blockbuster. And his dad, Jerry <laughs> yeah. the King Lawler, has no idea about any of this. Uh, he went down to the jail to bail Brian out, and the sheriff is there, and he says, look... If you bail him out, he's probably just going to get in more trouble. So he's better off here. Let's keep him here, let him dry out, and we'll even send him to rehab during the days. Yeah. So he's got inpatient rehab going on. Jerry's like, shit, all right, that's a good deal. Um, because, you know, when you're a parent like that and you have, like, a addict son or daughter, you just want them off the street and not, like, a harm to themselves. Yeah. So yeah. Jerry agreed and that it will continue to be a thorn in his side and one of his most regrettable decisions. Um, 
so he leaves to go do a fan convention. And while he's there, he gets a call from that sheriff saying, oh, your boy picked a fight with someone he shouldn't have today. Don't worry. He's getting stitched up now, though. He'll be all right. Wait, what? Yeah. And it's he sounded like, a little too gleeful telling him that. Yeah, yeah. He's like laughing about it and be like, ah, he'll be all right. He just got in a little scuffle. <laughs> and in it's like Jesus. jail. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know why the sheriff is calling to say that. Like, if he got into a fight, what is it his dad's business to even know that at that point? I don't know. It's just yeah, it's not like he's he just wants element- to chum it up. He's with- not in elementary school or something. Yeah, he just wants to chum it up with the king and uh, chum it up. Why would his dad want to hear that and think it was entertaining or funny? Yeah, that story exactly. That would be concerning. Yeah, yeah. And just hours later, he gets a second call from the sheriff saying, "Mr. Lawler, I'm sorry to tell you, but Brian was just found. He hung himself in his cell." Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. And so at this time, Jerry has no idea that the jail was withholding his legally prescribed medications from him for his pain and depression. He has no idea that they never helped treat him like they said he would. He has no idea that Brian was told the cops were going to kill him. And he has no idea that the cop who arrested him is the number one cop for DUI arrests in Memphis. Um, All he knew was that his struggling son had just committed suicide. But there would be a twist. Brian was still alive and he found out he called the hospital and they were like, he's still alive. You have to get here. He was being put on life support. So he's trying to fly out from this fan convention. There's no flights. It's too late at night. And so he calls Vince McMahon and is like, I need to get to Memphis right now. My son's on life support and I need a flight. And so Vince immediately sent him a private plane and got him to Memphis within hours. Hmm. Um, So he went there, but he's told at first that he's already dead then he heard that he was still alive. Yes. The cops, uh, the sheriff, the police, the officers who ran the prison uh, would would have loved for that to be like the little bow to be like, oh, just accept this story. Um, and that's that. And just wash their hands of it. But Jerry goes to the hospital. And he's sitting there holding his son's hand and is just looking. And he notices his hand has like cuts all over him and scrapes on both hands. And then the ligature mark, which is the bruise that gets caused from, you know, hanging yourself. Um, what they had the bruises on the sides, but none in the front. So he's looking at that. And he's like, why does that look so weird? And then he's looking at his hands. He realized the only way for that to really happen is if you're putting your fingers or hand in between while someone else is trying to strangle you to death. So it was like a defensive mm. yeah, so wound he for was, being strangled? Ah. Yeah, so he's like, I'll show you the, the picture. Yeah, so... This is getting more and more suspicious right. here. Yeah. Who would want it in for Brian Lawler, though? Well, he had been fighting with all these cops like the, in this he was county fighting. for like, you know, the past five or six years or something, right? Mm. Yeah, he was fighting with the prisoners. He was fighting with the cops. He he was like in a revolving door in this police station, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for years. And this is Memphis, correct? Yes. Yeah, so they he, just know him as a troublemaker. He could have just knocked out the wrong cop one night five years before, and this is his right. retribution. Yeah. And we know that he's not afraid to mouth off no. to authority. He's the king's son, so mm-hmm. he can, you know, feels like he can do what he wants. He probably beats on these guys all the time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the neck. This is his neck, and you know you could see the bruising on the sides, and then the front. It's like it's like you know you can picture someone trying to fight someone off who's trying to strangle them. Yeah, 
Um, whether it was a cop or a prisoner, uh, Jerry doesn't know. Well, I remember, yeah. I just remember from The Wire, uh, season three, I think it was, where uh, D'Angelo Barksdale gets uh, strangled in prison, and uh, they look at it later. Like, the mom goes back and doesn't believe, yeah, he actually mm-hmm. killed himself, and they do re-examine, like, the marks on the, you know, on the neck and stuff, and McNulty actually, you know, does it himself in the prison and, and finds out that it could not have been an actual suicide. Yeah. So I, I think they should have got a second opinion from, like, another autopsy report or something. Yeah. Uh, I think they might have. There, I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. Okay. Um. So Jerry's like, these are two obvious signs of this dude being strangled and fighting for his life. And uh, he calls the sheriff that personally called him twice and said, uh, you told me he was going to be looked after. Um, Now my son's dead. And the sheriff only reply was, sorry for your loss. And that was the end of the call. What a scoundrel. Just a fucking scumbag. Yeah. They clearly left him alone or... You know, he he left them alone while one of his other rogue cops went after him. Yeah. Who knows? Or a prisoner that they knew was going to do that. It could have been the the rootin' tootin' guy that he shouldn't have picked a fight with that the sheriff was talking about. Mm. Yeah. Who knows who that was? I don't know. Oh, right, because he called Jerry, like, trying to chum it up. Yeah. Could have been that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Jerry was pretty vocal about it early on saying, you know, I think something happened. Um, and he started talking to other people that he knew and found out, oh, my God, people there were saying the cops were going to kill him. Um, you know, the DUI guys, the number one DUI dude, he he wasn't actually drunk. There was a mark on him. Yeah, yeah. so, like, there was they could have been, a lot going on. They could have been, they knew his car probably in that area, and they were like, they knew to pull him over. They also found out, like Epstein, at the time of his death, the security cameras cut out. Oh, that's always very... Yeah, so there's convenient. no video convenient footage. Convenient in a timely manner. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so there was a lot going on, and Jerry was like, I know there's something not right, and a lot of people were just like, eh, your son was kind of a fucking scumbag, so just let it be. Um, there was another inmate at, at a prison owned by the same company. So this is a private prison. Run oh by my God. a company called Core Civic, and this doesn't sound good. And like they're incentivized to bring people in all the time. If there's no one in the prison or the jail, they don't make any money. Yeah, yeah. It's like when the parking meters are owned by a private company. Yeah, oh, a lot of people are gonna get screwed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mostly the taxpayers too, because yeah. they're getting screwed by this private company. Yes. Um. So there was another death in one of these Core Civic prisons, and his name was Albert Dorsey. And he was found dead in his cell, um, and the cause was suicide. They later find out that he was murdered. What? Yes. And they were able to prove that one. September 14th, 2019, uh, Albert Dorsey died at 60 at the Hardman County Correctional Facility, a private prison operated by Tennessee-based Core Civic, was initially called a suicide by the medical examiner. Um, the prison's report said he died alone in his cell and that no one had access to it, which is exactly the same thing as Brian Lawler because he was put in solitary confinement for getting into a fight. Yeah. Um, however, when his autopsy was released January 2020, it was revealed that he had been killed. That makes him the fourth prisoner murdered at this prison since October 2014. And that's not counting Brian if he was murdered because yeah. they still don't know. So could there be a serial killer cop 
like involved in maybe taking out all these inmates? Could be. Uh, the murder. Yeah, there's serial killers in all other walks of life. Yeah, why not? In well, there was that the prison nurse, system. That nurse serial killer that was like giving bad injections to people like years ago mm-hmm. and killed like a hundred people or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about thirty-five percent of Tennessee's prisoners are incarcerated at one of the prisons operated by Core Civic. Yet, sixty-three percent of the state's prison homicides occur there. So there's. A huge spike in people getting murdered at these prisons. Wow. Um, it's a- absolutely insane. Yeah. They, uh, his cellmate subsequently confessed to strangling him with his bed sheet. Um, so who knows if that's even true, if he's taking the dive for the cops that are like, if you don't say it, we'll kill you too. Or I don't know. I'm, I go crazy conspiracy with this kind of stuff. Yeah. There could be other threats going on there and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, because we're just at the mercy of what we're being told by the cops. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. No, no other verifiable sources. No cameras. No video. Oh, we no don't know. Video. video wasn't working. If I was Lawler, I'd, I'd you know get some lawyers involved and get the FBI involved and start looking into what's going on there. You got to get that blockbuster cop. Get the tape working. Rewind yeah, the tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he should have experience in working with tapes and yeah, stuff and exactly. video equipment. And I bet that VHS copy of Forrest Gump was rewound. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he still charged him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jerry actually did start a lawsuit in 2019. Uh, he was suing the county. He was suing the prison, um, the people who operate it, uh, that sheriff, the officers on duty that day, uh, Core Civic, who runs the prison. Um, it was everybody. It was a sue everybody. Yeah, blockbuster. Three million dollar <laughs> lawsuit. Um, and red he, box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, he's just boxed in a red <laughs> yeah. box in a Seven Eleven parking lot. <laughs> you bastard! Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he just has no idea who his real enemy is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a three million dollar lawsuit against all those people. There was a grand jury apparently that uh, discussed you know, what was going on. There was some sort of uh, jury or something. The only people that... Like a been, grand jury. Yeah, there were. But there was one, uh, Hardman County, they actually sued the county. Um, they said that the county is uh, immune under uh, the powers. Hold on, I'll find the exact words for I it. I think it's uh, immunity. What's it called? It's called... Um, diplomatic immunity. No, not diplomatic <laughs> Just immunity. been revoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're quoting lethal no, qu- weapon. Qualified immunity, they call it. Qualified. For, yeah, because police can basically do anything to you. You can't sue them individually. Okay. They can like ah. They can beat you up and kill you. You cannot sue that cop. So you have to sue the police force, yes. not the police officer. And the taxpayer base. So that's why we that's get, bullshit. We get screwed with that. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Is yeah, qualified immunity. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the state of affairs now. Jerry actually had a stroke last week. Oh man, last uh, week. Yeah, we uh, we just found out through Jim Cornette, his podcast, that he's actually on the up and up. So it's he's gonna be all right. Good. Yeah, and that is for those listening in the future, February twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yes. 
As of yeah, kids. So as of right now, we posted and he's die. He yeah. dies like, oh, in, God. like two hours after. Like, all right. I hope not. That guy's the man. Yeah, I like Jerry Lawler. He he seemed to be a good sport with the uh, the Andy Kaufman stuff, and it was like a a fun thing. And where, whereas like Andy Kaufman was like making fun of Memphis and just saying you're all stupid, <laughs> dumb yeah. Icks. yeah. And with Jim Carrey, who did not treat him very well on the set of Man, I, I heard this. Man on the Moon. Yeah, it's funny because Joaquin Phoenix also is is guilty of that too. Oh just God, go, yeah. Just going too far into character and yeah. just kind of losing his mind. But with Man on the Moon, it's like. Jerry Lawler was friends with Andy Kaufman in real life, so you would think Jim Carrey would have been friends with Jerry Lawler, too. Yeah, exactly. But he treated him like crap, Yeah, right? behind yeah. the scenes. That doesn't make any sense. No, it yeah. wasn't even the right <laughs> method. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he bought into the fact that they really didn't like each other. It was like if De Niro went and drove a bus to get into character for a taxi driver. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong thing. Yeah. Hey, it's still transportation, okay? Huh? Something's still moving. It's got four wheels on it, eh? <laughs> nice. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. And if you were one of the few that didn't realize that was Robert De Niro yeah. talking. Yeah. And, yeah, and if you don't, yeah. Some, well, some, yeah, if you're listening on the audio, you might not, you don't see oh, the face. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's some amazing uh, uh, face contortions going on that's making me look like Robert De Niro. Yeah. In case you're it's uh, impressive, you don't have video options here. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get a red box, and we should get our our podcast in red boxes. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, they could pay a buck. That'd be a great episode. weird promotion. Yeah. That's the only way my mom would watch it if it was on red yeah. red box. Red box's own death and entertainment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> find your local Seven Eleven. Yeah, that's our main distribution. Is, yeah. is red box. Yeah, just a box that homeless people piss on in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only people that will pay us to make this podcast. Yeah. Red box. Yeah. yeah. There's a homeless guy living on top of the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even in every yeah. red box. Yeah. It's just like in North Hollywood. And it's, it, it, it ain't red anymore after that. Yeah. It's brown, baby. <laughs> it's been pooed on. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Like, you didn't like, catch my drift. Uh, yeah, Kate, like, yeah. Like with De Niro, we really got to spoon feed the things to yeah. you. Turn it into a shit box. Hello. Yeah. Brown box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Was he murdered, or did he actually commit suicide? It could have been one of the like little column A, column B type thing where it got a little rough with one of the cops, and they're like rather than getting busted for this or the appearance appearance of murder, uh, we're just gonna cover everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Something went down, and they got nervous, so they decided, "Oh, let's just try to." You know, make it look like a clean suicide when yeah. clearly it wasn't. Yeah. I think they messed up by not realizing that he was still alive when he was taken away. I think they thought he was dead. And that's why they called. It must have been a shit show in this. this in, like, who's running this, you know, institution? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. That's horrible. Core to, civic. Yeah. To yeah, call and that the dad. Like such a neoliberal, just heartless kind of like HR organization. Yeah. That, like, just doesn't uh, it has like bad HR training videos and yeah oh I hate that shit yeah and to tell the dad your son's dead when he's not dead yet yeah that's horrible I think they have a good case and yeah I think they should definitely follow through with litigation because this no um, police forces or or anything like this should be privatized like this it doesn't make much sense yeah. Um, yeah, officially he sued for $3 million plus whatever the court sees fit. So he could get more than that, which would be yeah. awesome. If you guys are like a pro 
king of wrestling judge that loves him and yeah. be like, yeah, really throw the book at core logic or whatever their name is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be, you know, tearing the judge up inside. Like, oh, do I side with like this, the king of Memphis or uh, the police? Well, the problem is, or the yeah. police, they rule Memphis. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, you know, the Republican national convention runs that state in yeah. that area and i'd assume they put in this judge who's going to be very pro business yep. and very pro uh privatized business whatever it is yeah exactly so it'll be interesting to see what happens i think uh you know i'm glad that he's coming through that stroke and you know it seems like he's going to be all right and he can keep fighting this fighting the good fight and uh mm-hmm. You know, making people happy with wrestling. Yeah, we'll follow up later with uh, with what happened with that. Yeah. Any yeah. other final thoughts? That's it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of uh, uh, biz or housekeeping, as they would call housekeeping it, items to uh, to tackle here. Do tell. Uh, the first one, we have some nice comments uh, from our mailbag here, or like people that are like responding well to some of our podcasts, some of the things we're doing. Um, on the William Desmond Taylor uh, podcast, we got a comment from our favorite, Samantha. Uh, mm-hmm. She said, one of my all-time favorite mysteries. Thank you so much. Yes. And, that was uh, a good mystery. It was a good mystery. Very weird, the William Desmond Taylor. Still another unsolved mystery weird. right yeah. there. Yeah, a like, true like, whodunit. Like the one here, yeah. Uh, on Apple, we had a nice uh, response uh, by the username Oive12. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> Oy vey 12. Verklempt. Yeah. yeah. I'd hate to see what Oy vey 13 looks like. Hey. Um, th- they said, these dudes are awesome. Hey. It's a subject there. I love the topics they cover. Always hilarious and informative. One of my favorite podcasts that I discovered last year. Two thumbs up. Wow. Thanks. Last year, they get on the ground floor. Oy vey, oy vey. Hey. Thank yeah. you so much. Took a year to... Review us on Apple, but we'll take yeah. it. We'll take hey, it. Tell yeah. your friends. Yeah. Um, and wear, make sure you, you wear a jacket. It's cold out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on YouTube, uh, we had a nice fella named Chad Higgins. Chad. Uh, Chad had to say, this is such an amazing channel and podcast. This may take the cake for the most criminally underrated channel I've ever come across, which I agree. Let's go. Yeah. You guys are fantastic. The subject matter on the channel is excellent. You guys really got something here, so keep it up. Thank you, Chad. I'm on, baby. Wow. Giga Chad. Shout out Chad. Yeah. That Chad's a Chad. From Massachusetts. Is he? Yeah. Uh, He's a Chad hole. We worked worked in the same uh, shopping center, apparently. Oh, okay. So you have a a history with this Chad. (laughs) Not really. Uh, no, we just worked next Known to each other. Known to you just now. Yes. Through the comments. Common yes. soil. Wow, yeah. crazy. Uh, on Instagram, we had a username Grim Gimp. The Grim Gimp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talented yeah. artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grim. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I recently stumbled upon your podcast, and it's amazing how fast I'm going through them. I love you so much. Wow. And we love you. And we love you. Grim Gimp. Grim Gimp. We'll take it. Thank you so much. Crazy name. Yeah. But yeah, very good artist. You guys should check them out. Yeah, I looked at the feed yesterday. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of skull artwork. Yes, yeah. which we love here. Yeah, we love the skulls. Mm-hmm. We love the Joshua Jackson movie, The Skulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? No, just find us on YouTube, TikTok, 
We're wherever else huge. yeah tiktok yeah Kyle just ran out of gas and he had a stroke i think it's youtube uh, tiktok you, there's another one instagram 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 death and entertainment on instagram email us at death and entertainment at gmail if you have any ideas any nice comments like we were just reading oh, there anything you want to say next week we might share a little bit about what victoria Ebert wrote us on gmail oh yes we got a very wonderful email yeah we just got that so we're gonna we're gonna be reading that yeah new fan but very very lovely email hell yeah thank you victoria um anything else guys no keep on keeping on yeah with that um happy valentine's day keep on keeping on and until uh, next time until next time don't go dying on us bye You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.